0: You're listening to Fintechs A, a podcast that explores the innovations and challenges in Canada's fintech landscape. My name is Sue Britton. I'm the CEO of Firefly Growth and an entrepreneur with over 30 years of experience in the financial industry. I also serve on the FinPay Committee, and I'm an advisor for Holt Exchange. Join us as we sit down with industry leaders, trailblazers, and pioneers to discuss their journey, the evolution of fintech, and what's next for Canada's ever-dynamic fintech ecosystem. Welcome to another edition of fintech A. And um, today, I'm very pleased to be welcoming uh, Matthias Maciel, who's a co-founder and uh, co-founder of Rexixi and country manager for Canada of Rext. Am I pronouncing the company name right? Is it Rext?
1: yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, welcome, um, Matthias. Why don't you start by, you know, doing a bit better of a job of introducing yourself <laughs> than I just did. Um, but tell us, tell, you know, tell folks a little bit about you. And I, I gather you are in, uh, are you based in Canada now? are in Toronto?
2: Yes, I am. Okay. I am. So you've
0: moved, you've moved here, but it looks like you've spent, you know, most of your career elsewhere. So tell us a little bit about you.
2: Yes. Uh, okay. First of all, thank you. So I am very happy to be to be here with you and have the chance to to talk to you. And about me, yes, I I, I have been uh, in in a few places. Actually, I am originally from Argentina. I was born in Buenos Aires, uh, but I lived in Costa Rica. I lived in Peru, and now I'm living in Canada. <laughs> so uh, but everything in terms of rex existence um er- everything began in in 2017 i've been living in peru for 10 years uh back then from 2012 to, th- to 2022 before coming here and in 2017 is when one rex started operations in peru uh i I come from the world of finance, you may say. I I started, uh, my bachelor's degree is in corporate finance, uh, and I've been working in the financial services industry basically my entire career. Uh, First of all, in Fitch Ratings, the the credit rating agency uh, in Argentina, and sometime in Costa Rica, that's when I had my experience living in Costa Rica for almost two years. And and then I I moved to Western Union, another financial services industry uh, in Argentina. And then I continued my, my experience in Western Union in Peru. Uh, and my last position there was uh, regional CFO for Peru, Chile, Bolivia, and Ecuador. This is four countries in South America. So wow. and and then yeah, well, well when I exited uh, Western Union, I I met my co-founders Mateo and Claudia, uh, who are living in in Peru. And and yes, I joined the team as one of the co-founders. So wow. yeah.
0: And where did yes. the where did the idea for? Rexy, come from like what when you were in that mode of co-founding the company what was the what was the big problem you guys were trying to solve
2: yes basically you know when i joined the company uh, they were already operating um, for around five six months in peru mm-hmm. uh, and the original idea came from one of the co-founders mateo who is uh, from Spain, uh, but he married Claudia, who is from Peru, and that's the reason why Mateo was in Peru. Um, <laughs> but when when they got married, he moved to to Peru, and, and he was working remotely for uh, actually I think a Canadian company or British company. Uh, but the thing is, they uh, he needed to to sell the uh, the salary every month and to convert it to the local currency, which are soles in, in yeah. Peru. Uh, okay. So he had to go through the whole really bad experience back then of having to exchange money. And mm-hmm. what he usually and most of the people did at the time was. Um, going to the bank, to the branch, uh, uh-huh. doing the whole line, which, of course, it never is empty. You have a lot of people in front of you, so before you. So it's uh, the idea is to get the the U.S. dollars and then go to the street, literally in the street, in the corner, and exchange money with someone. And once you get the local currency, then go back to the branch and do the whole line again, and to deposit the local currency because you know you need the money in the bank. So it was a yes. No, it's insane. It was insane, and actually, for some people, it it still is. But
0: oh my gosh! You know, I I, can't even imagine.
2: Yeah, no, it's a pain. It's a pain. It was a very important pain. And and, and that's why, you know, he is a software engineer. So he tends to think uh, about things in terms of, okay, how technology can help to improve this and how to improve that. And in his case was, okay, we have to use technology to make this whole experience better. And and how it's wow. he came came up with the idea of having a digital platform where you can buy and sell US dollars hundred percent online, not needing to go to any branch. And and yeah, that's that's the concept of Rexty, you know.
0: Hmm. Wow. That's so interesting. Um yeah. I mean before we uh sort of dive into the 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 whole world of um I guess foreign exchange I guess uh so you've been you've been um in business since 2017 um and mm-hmm. I think you know plans are as obviously your country manager for Canada um is to expand mm-hmm. to Canada and uh I think that's happening sometime in the year you know first half of 2024 ish
1: yeah
0: um still working yes. on it but um uh wh- how how, uh, how what was your growth trajectory like um since you know until then like have you yes. uh, how how much have you been able to sort of grow the the business um i guess well, in peru or in other parts of
2: yeah you know uh, just by thinking about the whole experience and how it was back in 2017 you can imagine that having a solution that can help you avoid all that and do everything more uh, efficiently and comfortably of course and even safe uh, more more safe you know you needed to exchange money with a stranger in the street where you can get from fraudulent money or false bills Uh, so and so you know the experience was (laughs) was very unsafe and and now doing everything digitally uh, via internet from the living room from your office even you know wherever you are so thinking about that can tell you uh, or can give you Mm -hmm. an idea of 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 how uh, well uh perceived was uh, having a solution that can can help you avoid that. So uh, at the beginning, in 2017, we ended up that year trading $15 million uh, US, and the next year we traded $120 million, so almost uh, 10 times or around 8, 9, 10 uh, times. The Volume and then the next year we traded 400 million dollars and then the next wow. year we traded 800 million dollars and the next year 1.2 or 1.1 billion dollars so now we have surpassed the five billion dollars since we started counting since 2017. Wow. Uh, wow. So the growth was exponential and and because there was a clear uh, and evident pain that that we were solving both for companies, which is our main focus, the small and medium companies, mm-hmm. uh, and for individuals as well, you know? Uh, so, mm-hmm. actually, we started a trend in Peru, especially, where um, a lot of... Uh, other companies that are trying to copy the business model, uh, not with so much technology into the whole process, but right now in Peru, you have between 25 and 30 digital platforms uh, that are trying to mimic what, what we were doing uh, since the beginning. Wow. Um, wow. We are the number one uh, in terms of volume, by far, actually, mm-hmm. um, but... There were a lot of other companies that are that are trying to to sell the same idea, sell the same concept. So that's like a clear proof mm. of of how yeah. how much value we added to to that public. Yeah. You
0: know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean when you describe having to, you know, um literally go out into the street to um exchange a currency, it sounds, you know, so pardon the use of the word, but foreign <laughs> to our experience here in Canada. And maybe that's where we yes. could, you know, um, segue a bit, but is your value proposition, has it evolved to, cause obviously as you've described, it sounds like you're one of the first, um, if not the first digital, um, platform to enable this, um, in Peru, but now, you know, uh from a little bit that i've read I, it sounds like part of your um, you know differentiator is the transparency with which you um uh facilitate foreign exchanges if i got that right maybe you could expand on that a little bit
2: yes absolutely um yes i mean the the transparency and it's specifically how we understand this like a uh, a more um uh, You know, when you look at the foreign exchange service, uh, traditionally the big corporations have um, a very good service or get a very good service from from the incumbents, from the financial institutions, the traditional financial institutions, the banks, credit unions, they usually uh, receive a, a very good service because the volume is there with the big corporations. But when you think about the small and medium companies, it's not the same thing. So, mm. and what we found out is that they experience practically the same pain points that the SMEs in Peru have, not in terms of having to go to the street to exchange money to get better rates, uh, but yes, in terms of the rates. With the difference is that they are not going to the street because they don't have someone. Because Of course, it's illegal. And here mm-hmm. we uh, we enforce uh, the, the law. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you don't have that option or at least not that easy. Um, so what small and medium companies are doing is basically paying the price that they have and they get yep. from the financial institution. So yep. they're leaving yep. a lot of money on the table right now. Uh, and additionally they d- don't have access uh, to an fx trader that gives them a, a more uh, individual or uh, service that can you know help them with their transactions help them with understanding how the market is moving or where the market is moving to uh what are the major factors that they have to consider when okay we need to sell because we are an exporter and we need local currency to pay taxes and salaries mm-hmm. and when is the best time so uh, that's another uh, differentiator versus what the type of service uh, these kind of users are are getting uh-huh. right now and of course if you add that the use of technology having a really solid platform say uh, we recently had an um, international certification the iso 27001 which is mm. specifically for uh, data security data management and and, uh, and 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 you know most of the things that have to do with with security yeah. and online data management uh, so uh, when you talk about transparency that's another thing that We, from the start, wanted to focus in terms of making our users aware at any point of the whole transaction, uh, starting from when they book the transactions to when they send the money to Rex's account. So to the moment that that we send the money back to the user or the other currency, you can do a very... uh, clear job of of the whole tracking of -hmm. the transaction, very transparent of course so because we know that since the business model implies that the user has to send the money first to our account and then expect the money back uh, to their account um, Mm -hmm. it creates a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. uh, which is understandably of course Um, and and we want to uh, Address that, uh, making sure that the user is informed at all times of where is the transaction right now and mm-hmm. what is the next step uh, and what they can expect to be the next thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So, right. So yes, I think that 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 that's our main value proposition, and that's our, what yeah. what we offer to the market.
0: Um. And why? Uh... Can you give me a sense of why you guys dis- have decided to expand and try and open up the Canadian market?
2: Of course, absolutely. You know, we, we come from Peru, so and I am from Argentina, like I said at the beginning. Uh, so we first tried to think uh, about going to Argentina, uh, but if you are reading the news in the last oh. 10 to 15 years, uh it has been quite problematic, the, especially in mm-hmm. foreign exchange market in that country. There's a lot of restrictions right now, and it's making it impossible. And actually, it's legally impossible to enter the market because it's a ban <laughs> for for new players since 2019. Mm, um, so, yes. So that was a... Okay. Maybe it's not the time right now. And <laughs> yeah. We started to think at other markets, and... In terms of Spanish-speaking markets, the Mexican market is the most important one in terms mm-hmm. of size and, of course, the business opportunity there. Uh, but there is one thing that I think it's, it's very relevant, which is and make it impossible for a company like us to enter the Mexican market, which is a regulation that requires you to have a minimum capital requirement of X million dollars which mm-hmm. for a startup, of course, that's impossible. Um, so, uh, And that's the reason why there is no companies like us. And that's why actually we s- switched the strategy because the Canadian market was always a market that we were very interested because uh, before doing the research, we assumed that the SMEs were dealing with the same problem and after mm-hmm. doing the whole research, the market research, I mean, uh, we confirmed that assumption. And, mm-hmm. and another thing is, besides on the, the size of the market, which is to give you an idea, is uh, 20 times the size of the Peruvian market, for example. It's like 20 per Canada? Uh, Canada? Canada, yes. Wow. Huh. The currency okay. pair... Canadian dollar versus U.S. dollar is the number four or five in the world in terms of volume. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: and that has a lot to do with, uh, you know, the relationship between Canada and the U.S., the mm-hmm. foreign trade, of course. So yeah. there's a huge market volume uh, there, up here, actually. And mm-hmm. so that was, of course, the the most important thing in terms of Uh, why we are interested. And Mm -hmm. if you add to that the fact that the Canadian regulation for companies like us are basically focused on the AML and KYC process, the anti-money laundering and know-your-customer processes, which we already had because in Peru, we not only, of course, are doing what the law requires in Peru, but even more just to give more security for us and for our users of course so mm-hmm. when you, we started to research about how our things are doing uh, or how things are done here and what were the what are the requirements uh, we basically met everything and we had to adapt very slightly our KYC <laughs> policies our AML policies so we had everything ready to to start operating to register That's to amazing. get a license on huh. Fintrack, so yes, it was it was um, a very pleasant surprise. If you yeah, use uh, yeah, In terms of of, of of how how many barriers of entry uh, a player like us have uh, mm-hmm. for for this market, then we can enter, or we can talk about the informal barriers of entry. Uh, but in <laughs> terms of the formal ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, that that was um, a very interesting thing uh, yeah. for us. So that's that's basically why we we thought about Canada and and uh, and that's why I also I should add to uh, to everything I said the fact that it matches a family plan that in my case I we had living okay. in Peru, which was moving here. Uh mm-hmm. so I I think that the planets aligned in a way that it makes sense for for, every, for everyone. Yeah, that's so, great.
0: So you've moved your yeah. family here.
2: Yes. Yes. I moved in uh, July 2022. So oh, it's a year nice. and a half, a little more uh-huh. than a year and a half. Yes. Yes. Okay. That'd be really nice. Yes. We're very happy.
0: Oh, That's good. That's good. Um okay so then so maybe let's talk about some of those uh, cuz you've sort of set me up for this a little bit but the informal um barriers Gee. so you did your <laughs> you did your market research um and it must have given you a sense of sort of what you're up against in terms of competition which i think you know often people think of as you know immediately as maybe other companies like yours that are doing what you're doing but then there's the competition of you know the historical way of doing things right which is you know how many how many businesses and um, really understand that there's different ways to accomplish their um you know like their uh foreign exchange requirements right not and and yes. how many are you know sort of falling back on you know the financial institutions and the way that they've always done things so um yeah so what did you find like what's what's some of that market research that you know you can share that gives us a l- little bit of a sense of what some of the hurdles you're you're gonna have to overcome
2: yes well you know i would say that mainly uh, the informal barriers are entry didn't come up on the market research was something that, of course, and inevitably, uh, inevitably, I I would had to to face once we were here and started to have conversations with uh, with the banks basically and financial mm-hmm. institutions because mm-hmm. our business model is based on bank account transfers. You know the right. user. That logs into Rexty and books a transaction, have to send uh, the money through a bank account to uh-huh. our bank account. And once we get the money from the user, we send the counterpart to the bank account of the user, the other bank account of the user in the other currency, uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. or a
2: USD or, or CAD. So... The thing is that since we need a financial institution to operate, it was very important to us uh-huh. to have that partner here in Canada. And uh-huh. what we found out is that it's it's not that easy. Uh, <laughs> here you have um, a financial system that is very concentrated. There's uh, five entities that manage more than 85% of the market so there's only a few financial institutions and they are very comfortable with their market position and (laughs) of course a company like us uh, when you look at us with only one eye you can see that okay this guy is trying to compete with me in foreign currency exchange transactions Uh, but the thing that it's more difficult to find is that that financial institutions that looks at us with both eyes open. And we have also a lot of value that we can add to the financial institution that is working with us because right now that financial institutions is handling the FX transaction, the foreign currency exchange transactions with their clients. But through Rexty, they can access the whole universe of FX transactions that are happening mm-hmm. in the whole, uh, the entire market, actually. Because you huh. can operate with us through any bank and through any, uh, through any credit union here in Canada. Mm-hmm. So we can serve or, or or they can use us as a mean to... Uh, much bigger end and not only seeing the part of the market that may they they will not be left out they will be only reducing the margin that they are getting right now Mm -hmm. because even for the transactions that they that the bank is making uh, we function as an aggregator of apex transaction for these financial institutions so it's not like they're gonna be entirely left out because, uh, for example, if I am working with RBC and RBC client wants to buy a hundred thousand dollars, I will buy the hundred thousand dollars from RBC at a much better mm-hmm. price, of course, since I, I am an aggregator, so I mm-hmm. I, I, I get better pricing. But mm-hmm. the RBC will still be involved in a part of the transaction. So um, what mm-hmm. we found is basically that difficulty to 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 find that financial institution that is uh-huh. willing to to open the doors and you know jump in on a, a financial uh-huh. revolution that 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 we are trying to achieve in terms of the foreign currency exchange at least uh, so uh-huh. that so- has been hard and 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 that's something that you know, last year we we announced uh, the for us it's a huge milestone in Rexty's history, uh, the investment from from Citicorp, uh, uh-huh. from Citibank in Rexty. Uh-huh. And of course, they are a financial institution that is present in most of the world, actually. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Canada is not the exception. And they will help us with that. Uh, and, but of course, we are We are still in conversations with some financial institutions, but it's uh, another thing that we found out is that, you know, it takes a lot of patience and time, uh, (laughs) like the song, uh, Mm -hmm. because, Mm -hmm. uh, yes, it's a matter of, you know, letting people to know you. Uh, It's not, Mm -hmm. I will not qualify the Canadian financial market as, as... that's a very fast or, you know, uh, okay, here's the opportunity. Okay, let's move forward. No, it's mm-hmm. it's more of mm-hmm. a more slow process, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it has yeah.
2: its pros and cons, like everything in life. So I think that it's just <laughs> a matter of adjust and yeah. exercise your patience muscle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And is any part of their... I mean I, I, yeah obviously I think we could talk a lot about you know just the speed at which the Canadian um landscape has has moved and and it has has slowed or you know there's there's been some good um things that I think hopefully will you know drive uh some innovation like you know the commitment of our government to move to, you know forward yes. with open banking and um you know the payments yeah payments modernization which you know i think unfortunately is um that's i think where you really need to have patience <laughs> because you know it's You're it's right. starting with you know regulating payment service providers um mm-hmm. and and while that's good you know those payment service providers still you know until there's a way for them to pl- apply to have direct access to our payment systems they still have to have that banking partner and um uh and frankly we need the system that they would want direct access to for them to be able to do that predominantly i mean there's other systems they could they could um they can move money on but but it's uh and all of that has been challenged by you know kind of the macroeconomic climate that we're in yeah um but is the is is it your sense that you know, because um, you're talking probably about like even though there's five that are five or six we talk about in Canada about the big six, so National Bank would be um, in that category, and then you've got the whole world of credit unions. I mean, Desjardins mm-hmm. is, is larger than National Bank, um, yeah. but then it really drops off after that too. You know our next biggest bank is EQ, our equitable bank. Um, but like, is it is it a is it and I I don't think it is this, but I'm gonna do it just for effect. Is it as simple as you know these large banks make a good amount of money off of um, foreign exchange and don't want to give that up?
2: Of course, of course. If you look yeah. at the the. You know the financial statements reports of traditional financial institution of course the foreign currency exchanges one of the top between the top revenue sources yeah. Uh, yeah. and 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 yes and then i would say that the the point here is that most of that revenue source comes from uh, the big corporations which of course, we're talking about a company that trades hundreds of millions of dollars every month, you mm-hmm. know because you know they need to because they are yeah. multinational and and they they uh, they have a lot of effects needs and yeah. and services and yeah. yeah you know when you talk about big financial institutions, you talk about more sophisticated services that they offer. Uh, yeah. For the FX needs, like swaps, like hedges, like forwards, and and things that are, uh, of course, very profitable, and 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 that's why I think not in terms of a company like us, we because we are not a competition in in that area or in those mm-hmm. products and those services. We only trade, you know, spot transactions. Which is you need USD now, we, okay. We're doing it now at the price mm-hmm. that is today. And so it's more simple like, uh, than that. And, and of course, that we are not targeting also big corporations. We are targeting right. more the SMEs. So, in terms yeah. of volume, I think yeah. that it's a smaller part of the cake. Uh, but nevertheless, they yeah. always have the pressure to quarter after quarter increase profits and, and financials so mm-hmm. yes it's it's and like i said before you know if you look us or look at a partnership with a company like us with only one eye seeing okay this could put a <laughs> risk this part of the business okay then it's it's a no-brainer of you no know, delaying or trying to uh, to avoid working uh, mm-hmm. with us but mm-hmm. i think that it takes more uh a more broad approach to the business opportunity here, and and, right. and understand that and sell that internally, which is yeah, very often the hardest part. You know, try to convince the other guy inside the bank to <laughs> to understand that when maybe they are only seeing uh, mm-hmm. the bad part. You know,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and so let's talk about the small business um, mm-hmm. customer. Obviously, it's a customer that needs, you know, access to foreign currency um, yes. in order to, you know, complete some kind of transaction. I imagine it could be an investment purchase, a payment, you know, to a customer, all those types of things. But what, what um, you know, how many of those businesses are there in Canada that you think would be, you know, part of your um, addressable market?
2: Well, if, if you look at, you know, right now if I don't, if I remember correctly um, it was around 120,000 SMEs mm-hmm. that are exporting or importing
1: mm-hmm.
2: Um and that's basically the ideal uh, buyer persona, as you say in this case. Yeah. The, the ideal yeah. user, uh, because they uh, uh, an exporter, they receive USD every month
1: mm-hmm. or
2: several times every month, and but the the local expenses they need to pay them with local currency, the taxes yeah. to the CRA they have to pay them with local currency. So they need to sell USD constantly. And yeah. the other way around with the importer works the same way. They need to buy the the products or the services or whatever uh, from another country and they need to pay it in, in USD. And
1: mm-hmm. they are
2: selling locally. So they receive Canadian dollars. So they need to buy USD. So those are the type of you know clients that or users that are the perfect fit for for a company like us, because we mm-hmm. will give them better pricing and a much better experience, uh, talking directly to the FX trader, uh, yeah. and yeah. we'll help them understand how to navigate that this environment, which, like you said, it's it's getting more complicated. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> a lot of conflicts, a lot of changes, a lot of. Uh, the the third industry revolution with the ai and, and you know it's, mm-hmm. it's a, lo- a lot of things happening is happening at the same time so yeah,
0: yeah yeah it's hard to it's hard you know sometimes i feel like it's hard to you know kind of switch between you know um thinking of where we are today and you know as we just talked about a market that is dominated by a few players and you know, regulation that's going to change, but it's going to take some time to, yeah. you know, that from that to, you know, I can use Chat GPT to do a, a myriad mm. of things that seem so much more intelligent than I could ever be about stuff, you know? And like, so like, it's like such a, uh, you know, it's such a, it's such a, a sort of span of, I don't know reality like transformation is it's happening on the one hand and it's not happening on the other hand so where do you think mm. you could you know timing i think is one of those things that uh will be super um super important so though you know to get the timing right as to when you actually put your
2: yes. put your product
0: in the market if you're trying to actually you know capitalize on that new side um hmm Absolutely, interesting. and yeah. and 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 you
2: mentioned something that is very interesting because when when you said or you talked about the um, the improvements that the financial system in Canada needs to mm-hmm. you know put in place as soon as possible, you mentioned the regulation for the payment processes and uh, the the real time rails, you know, the, the payments in real time. Mm-hmm. Actually, that solution when we did the research and everything the timing for the go live of that was uh, later 2022 early 2023 and Mm -hmm. that got postponed actually twice since then Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and that's a very important thing that it can affect it can affect not only the, the financial system itself but also The productivity of the whole economy
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: because the competitors other countries uh, they already have that or they uh, have a a better infrastructure so i think that that's something that sooner than later will have to be on top of their priorities so you know the people in charge of those things right so
0: yeah and i think you know um i don't know if you've heard uh, of um, Senator Colin Deacon. Um, yes. He's, yeah. And he tries to, he tries to kind of shine a light on some of these issues. Um, mm. And and uh, as do many others, as does, um, you know, Alex and his team with Fintechs Canada. But the yes. average person doesn't necessarily understand no. what this means. And, but to your point, like, you know, as a business owner, if you're going to, if if you're in the business of you know providing your goods and services outside of the country in Canada, you you know understanding what you're up against in terms of you know the experience that they could have with an alternative,
1: like mm-hmm.
0: is um yeah and and I mean a hundred thousand you know businesses exporting and importing is ten percent of our overall businesses and I would imagine it's probably a I don't know what it is in terms of that's number of businesses but what is it in terms of you know impact on the economy right probably probably oh, larger yes much yeah. yes
2: absolutely absolutely yeah. and you're not so, considering that the 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 companies that that are not necessarily an importer or or exporter you know on a regular basis but but need to to exchange because they have to pay a debt, uh, uh-huh. and they have to or collect or or invest. Maybe sometimes uh-huh. they have a lot of money saved in Canadian dollars, but they, they want to invest in something that they need USD. So uh, uh-huh. uh, yes, I think that the impact of of this service is it's it's much wider and then uh-huh. or bigger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> like, I had a little bit of it's, well, and I, I like to think I understand, you know, probably I'm probably, I'm certainly not the average, um, Canadian in terms of my understanding of FinTech, but like even just, I've worked with folks in, um, uh, you know, recently in Bogota, mm-hmm. for example, and I have to pay okay. them in U.S. currency and, you know, several times now, The fluctuation in what I pay them per month is, you know, in the hundreds of dollars, hundreds and hundreds of dollars from one month to the next, based on when I go and make that transaction. And it's like, how do you plan for that? You know, I'm not, I know I'm not probably the average customer, but, um, or you're, you know, you're another example that comes to mind that I was just talking to somebody about is you're making an investment in a company. But the investment needs to be in U.S. dollars. As a Canadian company, you're looking at that from one day it could be a million dollars, and the next day it could be 1.3 million dollars. Like that's a lot of money from a you know uh, from a currency you know exchange perspective to fluctuate. Yeah, yeah. And and And,
2: we have a we have a um, when. when you mentioned the impact but, but we have an estimate that you know, for the average SME uh, you're talking about uh, saving in an annual basis of $25,000 $30,000 only I can by totally see that. Yep. Switching, switching a provider for the average SME, you know, we're talking about uh, $200,000 FX needs monthly uh, mm-hmm. so if the numbers are bigger. The saving, of course, will be uh-huh. larger, too. Uh-huh. So, so yes, I think that the people is not aware because they don't understand, because they don't have the time to understand, uh, because yeah. they are focused on the, the actual business. And it's fine. It should be. Yeah. It, 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 there's nothing wrong. That's why companies like us exist and try to, yeah. okay, don't worry yeah. about this. We got you covered, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, but it's true. I mean, if you could, you know, the very simple, you know, call to action is if you, if you have a need for foreign, you know, currencies and the amount of 200,000, we can save you 25%. I would think you'd have a lineup. But, um, you know, how do you, how do you reach them? How do you actually get, get, you know, how do they know that you exist? Um, and obviously you've got to, you know, get across the, the hurdle of having a banking partner, but um, have, what have you thought in terms of your go-to-market strategy as to how you do that?
2: Well, you know, the, uh, our idea is, of course, um, finding that financial institution. Which, of course, with cities investment right now, uh, that's kind of solved at least, uh, at least. And then, uh, but we are still in conversations with other financial institutions that are you know, in the process of considering working with us. So hopefully okay. that ends ends well. And that's what will allow us to actually, you know, both Citibank and the name of these financial institutions are important enough to mm-hmm. to project a little bit uh, a sense of of course of, of trust or sense of security, which for financial service, of course, yeah, it's, absolutely. it's one of the most important things uh, because nobody cares here about the fintech from Peru and I can tell okay, but there's thousand companies trusting has. We trade millions, hundreds of yeah. millions of dollars every month. Uh, yeah. Okay, but, you know, but you're not here. I don't know you. So <laughs> you, right, right. you have to prove yourself uh, and that's fine. And, and we are totally okay with that. Uh, but then you know, speaking about the go-to-market, there's a lot of uh, corporate associations, uh, like the Board of Trades, Chambers of Commerce, some different industries, uh, Chambers of Commerce from different countries. Because, uh-huh. for example, uh, the Peruvian Chamber of Commerce, okay, there's a lot of companies that operate in Peru and in Canada that, of uh-huh. course, have a lot of foreign trade and And going to other uh, chambers of commerce and participating in events, and for a digital company like us, of course, having the right marketing, digital marketing strategy, uh, will be of course very, very important. And and, we were we were born in the digital world, so so we had to make make a name for ourselves in. In the premium market, and and we were very successful doing that. So, um, <laughs> and and here we well, uh, in my case specifically, we we participated in 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 several uh, accelerators like oh uh, cool global startups fintech yeah. cadence uh, acceleration plus. Uh, so those oh, gave great. me a lot of networking yes and 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 help us to understand the the canadian user because yeah. of course yeah. it's different and yeah. the language is different the yeah. the keywords have to be different so right. that's a very important thing to consider and to take into account
0: yes definitely hmm. well, that's very interesting um have you spent any time you know with the likes of edc you know, BDC, um, our trade um commissioner network. I mean, it seems yes. like there's a lot of a lot of deals that flow through those um organizations, yes. but also just, yeah, relationships and so on. Yeah.
2: Yes. Those type of connections are something that having participated in these acceleration programs and, and the startups community here. In Canada, uh, we're very helpful because mm-hmm. uh, now, of, of course, right now we are not selling because we are not operating yet. But hopefully yeah. later in this year, uh, I already have the connections and I know who who to go or where to go in, in yeah. terms of, you know, getting that access to to these associations or chambers and, and and things like that.
0: Um, I, I, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see, I mean, that, you know, when you, when I, when I meet companies like yourselves, um, you know, often you kind of come away with a, um, a perspective on, you know, their, their ability to make it right. And, um, that's when you're entering a new market and, and, you know, sometimes it's, an amazing product and a, and a clear leader who, you know, has experience. Sometimes it's, I don't know, uh, you know, a huge gap in the market and a great partnership with someone who's going to help, you know, sort of um, launch them. It sounds like in some ways you're, you know, your sort of starting story in Peru and then you're, you know, sort of more careful, but also like sort of, um, strategic look at the market and entry into Canada is going to be your, you know, your success, um, story because to your, as you mentioned, I, I think, I don't know how many companies there are in, in Canada that are trying to do this, um, uh, but. You know, the, it's it's the company with the right strategy and the right approach and the right partners that's gonna yes, that's gonna make it. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Interesting. Yeah, that's why for us it was a huge milestone, and and like I always say, it, it was a a game changer having having CD uh, as part of our team, and and they will be very. uh important and and, Mm -hmm. uh, for us in terms of uh, leveraging a lot of you know getting being able to get a a better service uh, more Mm -hmm. sophisticated and and uh, and to expand to to other countries as well you know yeah Uh, Yeah. so that makes things a little bit more more easier for us
0: yeah for sure uh is there anything else you wanna share about your city um uh the investment from city and the and the partnership as it relates to you know how that translates into you know your Canadian strategy that we haven't talked about um no, I think
2: we mentioned the the most important part I think that they uh, like I say, they will be critical for us uh, to be able to start operating here. Uh, worst case scenario, uh, we already have a partner that can give us what we need. Uh, yeah. And they, of course, are very interested in also expanding to, to other countries as well. Starting with Mexico, actually, which, of yeah. course... They are present and they uh, they already have the license and everything, so it will mm-hmm. be much easier for us to mm-hmm. to start there and like that. You know, I always think that the sky is the limit when when we when mm-hmm. you are partnering with the right people and and mm-hmm. and they have uh, interests that are very aligned in terms of as you know cd is uh, going away from the the segment of the market that we are targeting
1: mm-hmm. so
2: we are very um, our strategy is very aligned and complements their strategy uh, mm-hmm. so i think that's one of the reasons or one of the most important reasons why they mm. they chose us to be oh, that yeah. vehicle, yeah. so right. uh, yeah, good, because a r- good customer example, to have. <laughs> if, exa- exactly. Yeah, if, if you see the the Canadian example, they are what we call in Argentina a second floor banking institution. You know, where you you don't have branch to everyone; it's more focused on corporate sectors and big corporations, and that's yeah, that's where. Yeah. Uh, they are doing, but they are not targeting the the segment of the market that we will be right. So the small businesses, yes. Yeah. It's, it's yeah yes, I think it's it's a very good and intelligent uh, partnership that that hopefully will be very successful here in Canada as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Well, um why don't we wrap up? Is there anything Anything else you wanted to, you know, sort of share? Um, Obviously, you're part of Fintech Canada. um, And, uh, and, you know, you'll be, I'm sure, launching soon. Is there uh, anything that you need? Or is there, what's the, what's the, do you have any asks of, you know, the Canadian ecosystem?
2: (laughs) Well, I think that, Of course, you mentioned Fintech uh, Canada, uh, and I think that my ask will be uh, for everyone to pay more attention. uh, For one, I mean, not every person in the country. I mean, the people that needs to hear and needs to, to act on these things that we talked about in terms of... Improving yeah, the, the infrastructure and, yeah. of the financial system, improving the regulations, modernizing—actually, yeah. is yeah. the right word. So, so I think that's a very important thing that have implications yeah. through the entire economy and and can make Canada a better country, even better country to mm-hmm. to companies from everywhere uh, to think about. Mm-hmm. Operating here and having business here, so yeah. so I think that's yeah. that's a main important thing. Alex is doing a great job trying to put yeah. that on uh, the agenda, and and yeah. and we need to to stress and to highlight about the importance of of all that work. That that I think it's it's very uh, very valuable and and very important for for companies like us. Mm. Uh, that are trying to you know swim in this ocean <laughs> so yeah yeah, yes. yeah
0: yeah okay well that's great I think you're right obviously yeah and uh I'm it's it's uh great to have new um and interested parties at that table too so it's yes. uh, it's good that you've joined True. yeah awesome thank well thank you very much um, no, I,
2: thank you. It's a pleasure.
0: Yeah, no, it's very interesting and I wish you all the best and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll be chatting again soon. But thanks for coming on the podcast.
2: Yes, absolutely. Anytime soon. Thank <laughs> you very <laughs> much. Great.
0: All right. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Looking for more insights? Visit us at fintexcanada.ca or follow us on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time for more on Canada's latest fintech innovations.